it is time for another Big Bets edition of the Big Big Ten Football Show. I'm your host, Danny Mogo. Last week, we went one and two minus one and a half units. We are still 21 and 13 on the season and plus a very solid 11 units. Sorry for coming late this week, and I'm going to try to make it short and sweet for you. We have two big bets this week, and we're going to start by going back to Ann Arbor. A week after the Wolverines sat out, the Wolverines are laying 23 and a half points, a whopping number. Uh, some people may have gotten a better number earlier in the week. Good for you. It's uh, too bad we're doing the show later in the week, and this is the number we got to deal with. I'm sorry I couldn't give this out to you sooner, but the reason why I'm willing to lay this high number, even though it is jumped up, is because this is just a very bad matchup for Northwestern. The strength of this team, believe it or not, is a defense that ranks 31st in SP+, but they allow a big turn worst 5.4 yards per carry. And now they face a Michigan offense that just wants to run, run, and run some more. They lead the Big Ten with 227.3 yards on the ground per game. Led by Blake Corum, who has 14 explosive runs this season. His missed forced missed tackle rate of 0.33 is top 20 in the country. He is Pro Football Focus's highest rated Power 5 running back. He is complemented by the power running of Hassan Haskins, who had 123 yards in Lincoln against Cornhuskers, a much better run defense than Northwestern's. Even if this game uh, you know, becomes a blowout and Michigan starts dipping into the reserves, you have star-studded true freshman Donovan Edwards as well as quarterback J.J. McCarthy, who are both capable of of breaking off big plays on the ground. It's interesting to see. I'm assuming this will be a week. The Wolverines coming off that off week will try to get those two very, very talented true freshmen on the field and involved in the action. Uh, And the Wolverines don't just run the ball effectively, folks. They simply neutralize negative plays. They rank first in the nation in tackles for loss allowed and are second in sack rate which means they are not going to put themselves in bad positions against this Northwestern defense. And with no game last week, as I mentioned, this team will be refreshed, and you can bet they're going to be ready to hit somebody wearing a different uniform. And I'm even just going to throw this in at the end. Offensively, the the Northwestern matches up even worse. They're 108th in SP+, against a 9th-ranked Michigan defense, and 118th in special teams against Michigan, who's number two. So all the matchups really play in Michigan's favor. My next big bet is under 40 and a half in the Wisconsin-Purdue game. The Badgers are favored by three and a half in that one. Wisconsin has played three good defenses so far this season, and they've struggled to score all three times. 10 points versus Penn State, 13 points versus Notre Dame, and 17 points versus Michigan. Those games were at home or at a neutral site. That was Chicago against Wisconsin. Their offense is 13th in the Big Ten in EPA, expected points added. Quarterback Graham Mertz has 13 turnover-worthy plays, which is the sixth highest in the country. 
The Badgers only average 19 points per game, 17 in conference play. They're facing a defense that's allowing only 14 points per game in Purdue, which is second in the Big Ten in scoring defense, yet somehow Wisconsin's number by itself is 21.5, 21.5. Now, on the other side, Purdue, who put up a quote-unquote, you know, whopping, let's, let's take it easy, 24 points against Iowa. They did that despite falling behind being very inefficient on early downs and having a lot of second and third and longs. They took advantage of a soft Iowa zone uh, despite those the, those situations where, where you know, they needed to convert third downs. Iowa still played off coverage and kind of gave a few easy first downs. I don't expect that will happen against Wisconsin prior to that game at Iowa. And don't forget, they had plus four in turnovers and still only put up 24 points. Their star receiver, David Bell, went off over 200 yards. He's not going to do that every week. You know, he may have 120, 130 yards against Wisconsin, but I'm not expecting him to go over 200 yards again. But when this Purdue team before Iowa, when they played at Notre Dame versus Illinois, terrible defense, versus Minnesota, they scored 13 points in three consecutive games. And now they go up against the toughest defense in the Big Ten to move the ball on, four yards per play allowed by the Badgers. I just don't see Purdue putting up a lot of points. They only average 16.7 in conference play, while the Badgers have allowed 14 or less in six of those games. The only times, uh, you know, the Michigan did uh, move the ball against them, and then Notre Dame got away from them because of turnovers. So as long as there's not a, a bushel of turnovers, I really think that the defenses are going to dominate. The offenses will struggle. I like under 40 and a half there. Now, let's move on to our bigger bet. I'm going with the Maryland Terrapins at plus four and a half against the Golden Gophers. Just off the eye test, just off watching these teams play, to me they seem fairly even. I think uh, when I rank my Big Ten teams by tiers, I have them in the same tier. Maryland is averaging 4.3 yards per play. Minnesota is at 4.2. Minnesota allows 3.1 yards per play. Maryland is at 3.6. The Gophers in SP Plus are 28th. You know where the Terps are? 29th. I think what happened here is the Maryland is undervalued. They've been blown out in the past two games. 51-14 to versus Iowa. 66-17 to at Ohio State. When they took on the Hawkeyes, they faced the most efficient pass defense in the Big Ten. One that leads the nation in interceptions. And that just... Because of that, the game got away from them. When they took on the Buckeyes, that was the conference's most efficient passing offense. And, you know, and then some. I mean, we're talking about arguably the best offense in the country. Now, Minnesota has neither of that. They have neither an explosive offense like Ohio State nor a very efficient pass defense like Iowa. There is no reason at all that Maryland cannot hang and possibly even win this game. They had an off week last week, which I think was at the most opportune time for the Terps. Uh, they're still in the thick of things in terms of making a bowl game with their four wins, four and two. And, you know, coming off those two losses, it was a perfect time to take an extra week, regroup, put that behind them, and go forward with a winnable game here against Minnesota and a chance to make a bowl push uh, moving ahead. And then finally, 
our biggest bet. We're going to go with the Ohio State Buckeyes laying 21 at Indiana. The Buckeyes are on a roll. They've won their past four games all by at least 21 points. They've scored 52-plus points in their last three games. The average margin in the past three games is 59-12. to 12. This is arguably the best offense in the country. They lead the Big Ten in yards per rush and yards per pass. As tough as Indiana can be, we thought they might give Michigan State some trouble last week in terms of limiting big plays. They did that, but they will be no match for this Ohio State attack. Quarterback C.J. Stroud has made major, major improvements in the past two games. His EPA per pass has jumped from 0.16 to 1.09. His QB fault incompletions have gone from 19 in his first three games to just two in his past two. And his turnover-worthy plays have gone from 5 to 1. Those are numbers per pro football focus. And it goes deeper than that, folks, right? This this offensive line is probably the best bunch in the Big Ten, the best unit that the Hoosiers will face. They have potentially three 1,000-yard receivers. They have an old-world freshman runner in Trevion Henderson. This is a juggernaut that the Hoosiers just simply have not faced. Um, after their slow start defensively, the Buckeyes have also picked things up on that side of the ball. Now, is that a product somewhat of the opposition in terms of facing a Rutgers and an Akron, a Tulsa, that type of thing? For sure. I don't fully trust this defensive unit, but at the same time, this Indiana offense is not the bunch that's going to test them. The Hoosiers are last in the Big Ten in yards per play. They are 12th in yards per run allowed, 13 in yards per pass allowed, and excuse me, 12th in yards per run and 13 in yards per pass. They got even worse last week with Michael Penix out as backup Jack Tuttle stepped in. He managed just 188 yards. That's on 52 attempts, 52 passes, and he still couldn't crack 200 yards through the air, 3.6 yards per attempt against what had been a shaky Michigan State defense. That's probably what is considered their weakness. And he even completed 28 passes, so he was over 50%. It was just ridiculously dink and dunk, nothing effective down the field. Now he's going against a Buckeyes team that, while has questions, can get after the quarterback and have been getting after the quarterback, which can lead to some mistake. Finally, I think this is a very tough spot for the Hoosiers. So much was expected of Indiana going into this season. They were ranked uh, preseason. Many people had them finishing second or third in the Big Ten East. They were coming off their impressive 6-2 and two season last year. And lo and behold, they start off the year 2-3. and three. Very disappointing. You can imagine they had the extra week to prepare going into the Michigan State. You got to believe they put so much into that game. They really did a great job of slowing down Michigan State's offense and making it the ugly kind of game they needed to win. But at the end of the day, they fell short. It was sure it was a game that they could have, should have won. But that's got to, you know, when you invest so much and you don't, you don't cash in on that investment. There has to be a little bit of a letdown there, in my opinion, and they're going up against an Ohio State team. This is the worst opponent you want to face this week, because if you have any doubts at all, the Buckeyes will expose them. This is a night game. Normally, it's something, I think, that would favor 
the uh, the home team. But in this scenario, Indiana, you know, we're not sure what kind of crowd they're going to have. They're probably going to be a decent amount of Ohio State fans. And, and even if there is a lot of Hoosiers fans, they're not known for being a rabid crowd. So I think this is, in terms of Ohio State coming in, and are they going to be up for this game, I think you'd rather have some atmosphere as well as knowing you're the national game prime time rather than that sleepy Saturday at noon where you kind of ho-hum go through the motion. So I think if you're laying points here, you like the fact that this is a prime time night game. That is our final play for this week, just to wrap it up there, we have a total, for, you know, our first full season total of the year under 40 and a half, Wisconsin-Purdue. I was leaning a little less, leaning a little towards Wisconsin, but as it went to three and a half, I thought that was not good value there. Both of these offenses will struggle against strong defenses. Michigan laying the 23 and a half. Those are our big bets, half a unit. For our full unit, our bigger bet, Maryland plus the four and a half at Minnesota. Our biggest bet is two units, Ohio State laying 21 against Indiana. And if you want to have a little fun throwing a four-team parlay, I like under 45 and a half in the Penn State-Illinois game. We're talking about an Illinois team that put up nine points against Purdue, was shut out against wisconsin now they're taking on a very stout Penn State team who could be without their quarterback. So I like the under there. I'm going to throw in the Wisconsin, which I mentioned at three and a half. We're going to add Michigan at 13 and a half in the first half and a Maryland money line. So if you want to have a little fun with a parlay, there is a four team parlay for you. Uh, we're looking to bounce back this week, get back on the winning track and up that percentage. Let's make some money.